0: Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, Strictly anonymous podcast. conversations with online
1: And hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Cartoon Therapy or follow the show at Strict Anonymous. If you haven't, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. That always is great. And if you can, write a review. I know it's kind of a pain in the ass, uh, but if you can write a review, it only takes a couple of minutes. That would be really helpful. If you want to be on the show, if you're a listener, but you want to like call in because you have a problem or you have a secret life that you want to discuss, uh, I'd love to have you on as a guest. Uh, You email me, you can email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I've had a lot of listeners actually been emailing me lately. And so I have a couple podcasts coming up with listeners of the show and today's podcast is a listener of the show Uh, it's a guy named Charles he's a 63 year old he wrote in because he found my podcast because he was like googling to look for online information about prostitutes Um, because he's turns out he's a 63 year old guy who recently a couple years ago got into using prostitutes and he believes it's really changed his life for the better. Um, and he wrote in to say, like, hey, this is uh, who I am. This is what I do. And I think your listeners would be interested in knowing all about it. Um, and I said, yeah, sure. I think that people would be interested in knowing all about it. And that's what we talk about on the show. He gives all the details about where he goes to find the women that he has that kind of companionship with, what he does with them, how it all goes down, um, and all the ins and outs uh that go with it and then we get into like stuff about him of course if I get personal with him and we talk about you know online dating at his age and what he could do to uh you know up his game and you know maybe get a girlfriend because he's single and he's looking to mingle (laughs) even though he is actually very satisfied and very fulfilled with what he does with the Quote unquote prostitutes on the side, he is looking to maybe eventually have a girlfriend too at some point. So we get into all that. And it's a really interesting podcast. Oh, and by the way, I never sort of say this on the intro, which I really should, as I had to tweak his voice. Some of my callers request for me to change their voice a bit so that nobody knows who they are. Um, I've done that a couple times. Uh, the last one was Jessica, the transgender. I had to change her voice a little bit. Um, I'm changing Charles's voice a little bit so nobody knows who he is. So if he sounds a little bit off or weird, it's because I tweak it a little bit um, so that uh, I could hide his identity. And so he remains, or his identity remains, strictly anonymous because that's what my show is called. Anyway, I'll be right back on with Charles.
0: Do you have a story, lifestyle? situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember
1: everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous hey Ken, you're on the strictly anonymous podcast with kathy how are you
2: I'm uh, fine. How
1: are you? I'm good. So um, let's just get right into it. You're a 63-year-old guy who uses prostitutes, right? That's like your thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you thought it would be interesting to for people to know like how that all goes about, like the ins and outs of like sort of getting a prostitute, what you could do with them, how much you pay. So, uh, And I think that would be interesting too, right? Because isn't that how you found my podcast? Like you were sort of looking for a podcast that was talking about Like prostitution or sex workers or whatever?
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Right. So I always figure like if you're Googling, now probably other people are too. So let's do a podcast all about prostitution.
2: (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Prostitutes
1: and how great that can be. I don't know. You tell me. So what's the deal? So you're 63. Now are you single, married? What's your deal?
2: I'm single, never married. Okay. Never married.
1: And now, did you ever have any long-term relationships?
2: Yes, I've had a few girlfriends over the years, but somehow they, they don't seem to last more than a couple of years, and I get bored with them, and I've never been able to really be close to getting married, although... I like the idea of getting married and I still have hopes that maybe I could get married someday.
1: Really? Maybe you're just not built for it. Like, or maybe, I don't know. Sometimes I think there's two different things that could be going on with somebody that never has been quote unquote married or whatever. I mean, you have had long, long-term relationships. I think it could either be like, Sometimes it's a commitment issue and it's stuff that went down, you know, so it makes you sort of have a fear of commitment. And I think some people are just such free spirits or they're just sort of wired in a way that that kind of situation doesn't work for them because like you said they would get bored too easily or they like to move around they like too much of a variety and sometimes that's just a personality an extreme personality type i don't think marriage is for everybody you know and it's the end all be all and it's just it's not like you can't have it maybe you don't want it you know what i mean it's not like uh something that i think it's a choice
2: well that's something i wonder about mm-hmm. and people ask me all the time why have you never been married Plain and yeah. my usual is well, I've never met the right person. But inside, I do wonder if maybe I'm just not made for being married.
1: Yeah, not even not. Yeah, you're just you don't want to. Like maybe it's just not what you want. It might not be that deep. You know what I mean? It might not. It might. I think some people are sort of very independent um and, and built a certain way that that kind of situation wouldn't work for them. I think it's really hard to be married. I think it's really hard to be with the same person over a long period of time and not get bored or irritated by them. <laughs> no doubt okay, it, so I doubt understand. You what was your longest relationship you ever had?
2: About 3 years. That's good. It was not a living together relationship. I've never really lived full time with a girlfriend.
1: Right. Mhm. That's okay. So you've never had kids or anything, right? That's like your thing. Oh. So okay. Mm -hmm. So now you have always, the way you, have you used prostitutes just strictly now in the past couple of years since you've been older, or like when you were younger, like you went out and picked people up, or have you always used prostitutes?
2: I never used them much when I was young, Mm -hmm. but about four to five years ago, I started using them regularly, and that sort of followed an evolution, which I can describe to you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I... I'm one of these guys who likes Asian women.
1: Mm-hmm. That's,
2: that's the beginning point. And um, the lowest level of getting sexual services is going to massage parlors. And at massage parlors, you pay $80 an hour to the house, and then anything more that you get is you pay the provider a tip. Right. And massage parlors can be anything from completely legit to... Um, full service,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: sex, sex, but um, most often it's a hand job, and um, you can, if you get to know the provider or she's, you know, open to it, you can, you can touch her and you can sometimes take her clothes off and so forth. But basically, you don't know what you're going to get with the massage parlor, and so it's not, for me, it's not. Satisfactory, and then the next step up is the providers who advertise on Backpage,
3: yeah. and
2: they're they're a little more like 120 to 200 an hour generally,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and there you know that you're going to get full service, uh, but the any other services that you might get you don't you don't really know, and um, it's hit or miss as to the attractiveness of the woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Uh, so Do they always have... look
1: like they're ads? No, right?
2: Right. A lot of fake fake pictures. So that's kind of a crapshoot, too. And then, so I tried that a bit, and it wasn't very satisfactory. Either. And I ended up moving up to the agencies and independent providers that are higher priced, mm-hmm. which go from two hundred an hour up and usually I pay 300 an hour and what, what you get with that is you get an attractive provider which I would say like is in the 8 to 9 range
3: mm-hmm.
2: usually in her 20s and um, you, you get um, full service um, you get to give her a massage and usually you get to uh, perform oral sex on her and if she's if she's into it, you know, she'll have an orgasm from that. And that's, you know, to me, that's a huge thrill, and I enjoy that very much. That's important to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you get a bare blowjob to completion, you know, and come in her mouth. Right. Now, there are some other services which you may or may not get, and those might include, like... Um, Licking her ass, putting your finger in her ass, um, coming on her face, uh, Greek, which is, you know, intercourse in the ass. Right, anal
1: sex, Uh uh-huh. You have to pay extra for that kind of stuff?
2: Oh, yeah, I ask all the time for it, but usually the answer is no. (laughs) Right. Um, you, most often the answer is no, but mm-hmm. um, a big part of this is the availability of reviews on the internet, which is usually through theeroticreview.com, where, where you do get detailed reviews. So over time I've come more and more to rely on those reviews and uh, to, to wait until there are reviews and see what they say before... I make an appointment.
1: Oh, and let me ask you this because like even when, I mean, I go to, when if I order food, I'm going to look on Yelp and I look for the reviews but I'm like, sometimes I I don't believe reviews because I'm like, those are bullshit. Like that person like wrote them themselves or like sometimes you could tell. Have you found that on that website that those reviews are real? Like could they just be posting them like themselves or do you feel like they're in time? Right, okay.
2: They vary. Sometimes they're accurate and sometimes they're not Mm -hmm. and I don't, Guys like to uh, exaggerate the the qualities or advantages of a provider or whether, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there there's a lot of discussion on forums about whether they're objective or not. Right. But, but overall, t- if you read a few reviews, you can at least get a pretty good idea. And they do have a checklist on there of exactly what they the want provide bare blow job you know so what that, is this
1: website that called that, again erotica.com
2: the erotic
1: is that website a place where anyone could go and talk about any prostitute they've ever used from anywhere or is this a place where you order the prostitute and then you review them on that site
2: no you don't order it through them they have contact information in the provider's profile
1: oh okay but they are advertising so on there right these girls so there you can is find an girls ad are- board. Mm-hmm.
2: there is an ad board by city that you can look at to find advertisements but usually at least what i do is i search through recent reviews to see what providers have been reviewed recently
3: right okay and you
2: can arrow that down to asian providers which is what i Mm -hmm. what I like to do. Uh, And then uh, there are two levels of membership. There's basic and what they call VIP. Mm -hmm. And the basic members um, just get the bare bones about the provider's name and contact information, but you don't get the detailed information about what services she'll provide. Mm -hmm. And Charges and you don't get to see the the detailed descriptions. Like each review has a general part, an introduction, and a detailed description, and you only get to see the general the general part unless you're a VIP member. To become a VIP, you have to either pay I think it's $129 a year mm-hmm. or write a review. You get 14 days of VIP membership. Oh, a,
1: mm-hmm. That's smart I, that's for them smart. to do. Uh-huh. That's like an incentive.
2: Yeah, so I, I like to write anyway, mm-hmm. so I have 40 reviews on there.
1: Let me ask you this. How many times is it like a, a weekly thing, a bi-weekly thing, like monthly, like wow, on average? How many prostitutes do you hire a month?
2: About once a week.
1: So like four a, a, a week, every week. Or a month. Right. For a month. I'm sorry. <laughs> Once a week, every week yeah, for the past couple of years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. And- like,
2: mm-hmm. As I've gotten older, I, I don't like to masturbate. I masturbated millions of times when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have discovered that since I can have sex with a woman and so much better.
3: Yeah. You know,
2: through my life, I've always had trouble... Um, hooking up with women or attracting women uh, and so since I've started this activity you know I've just done that and I and I avoid masturbating I just go see women you know a real I'm
1: deal right mm-hmm
2: so, I don't need to come like every day or anything like that. Right, so once, once a week is fine. Not, you get
1: exactly what you want. You don't have to put in any effort. You don't have to face that fear of yours. I mean, you have a thing about picking up women anyway, like you just said, right? So you don't sort of have to put yourself out there and make yourself uncomfortable. You don't have to deal with rejection.
2: I I try, but but I've <laughs> I've never been successful at it. And what do you mean? Well, I've never had the knack of attracting women, I guess. And rejection has just been constant throughout my life. So being able to see sex workers is like a godsend to me. It just uh, enables me to feel like I am the guy I want to be at least for that one hour a week.
1: Wow. That's kind of deep. I don't, you know, like, I don't know, like, that's kind of like, um, I could read into that is all I'm saying. And it's like, it's like, wow, you know, some people look at it as like, I don't know, everyone has difference of opinion about prostitution and stuff. But like, like, here's a way to look at it, that like, it really helps you psychologically, right, as well as just physically, right? Because yeah. you're someone, oh, yeah. who, right? Like, I think that that's actually like, great for you that it helps you in that sense.
2: It's at least as important psychologically as it is physically.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, I think it's different for all kinds of people, right? Some people it's just a physical thing. It could be used for all different things. But, like, there's probably a lot of guys out there that would probably feel the same way you do and are doing it or not doing it. And they could imagine that it would work for them in that same way or in your same position. Right. Because men have to pursue women. Like men have to deal with rejection a lot more than women. Right. Because men are like the pursuers. So that's where men have it hard or it's difficult, you know, For certain men, if they're not like total alpha guys, you know, there's a lot of guys that are total players and they have no problem getting girls and that's like, it's a game for them and they fucking love it. But what if you're a guy that's not like that, right? And that's like a guy thing to do, then what do you do? You're kind of feel like less of a man, right? On some level. Yes. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, I don't, I, you know, sometimes I I like to dig in and deep and get the layers and I feel like I could dig with you and get to some like really hardcore shit, but then I'm like, do I want to ruin the podcast for people that are really just listening to it because they just want to find out all about prostitution? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: different directions to go in there. Right, but
1: let's keep talking about the sex stuff, but I think I have a feeling Charles that there's a lot more going on with you than just that that's would be interesting to me um, but anyway yeah.
2: go there if you want to or we can stay on the the prostitution track
1: let's know. get more into the prostitution thing but I, I I think we'll probably go in that direction anyway naturally but um, so you like the Asians you've been doing it and it completely works does anybody in your life know that you do this or is this like a totally secret thing that you do the website, and the email address will all be in the description.
2: Uh, There are a couple friends I have told that I see prostitutes, but I don't really have any close friends now, so there's nobody I can really discuss this, frankly, with.
1: I was going to ask you that because... So how come you don't have any close friends now?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Do you work? No, I'm retired for the last year.
1: Right. So, because a lot of times people, you know, through work, working, you're networking, you're out and about. What did you do before you retired?
2: I'd rather not say. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a good professional job and I liked the job, but I saved up my money and since i've not had any children or anything i was able to retire at a pretty young age.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And you have the money to get these prostitutes. So like when you is there a minimum requirement for them? Like you say they're $300 an hour, right? Do do they say but you have to have us cuz i've had another guy on that talks about his um he does the high end escorts and most of the time they have like a 2 hour minimum. Do your girls in your no. range the $300 girls do they have no, a 2 hour we- minimum?
2: The $300 range, I think you can get 45 minutes for $220, Mm -hmm. uh, but I like an hour, so it's all right. I'll pay the hour fee.
1: Right. And how much, those extra things that you said, like licking her ass or giving her anal, like how much for the girls that will actually do it, but they charge extra, how much are those kind of, how much are those things, how much you have to pay extra for them?
2: Uh, usually, I haven't encountered. That's called upselling, uh-huh. and usually, I haven't encountered that uh-huh. at the Korean agencies where I usually go. It's just either they'll do it or they won't. You know, the fee is fixed. There's oh, no. Oh, up-
1: okay, I get it. Mm-hmm.
2: They'll just you just go and see what they'll do. You just try things or you ask them politely you know, can I lick your ass or, mm-hmm. or whatever, can I come on your face, you know, and they either say yes or no. Now, there are some providers, I guess more independent providers, who will like negotiate that kind of thing, but obviously that's kind of a, a boner killer, you know, because mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole, a lot of the joy of the thing is to just have a one-hour, what they call girlfriend experience, just, just as if she were your girlfriend you know, and, a, and not a business transaction. So you put the money in an envelope and you put the envelope down kind of discreetly when you come in, mm-hmm. and there's no discussion of money usually. Mm-hmm. And that's better. That makes it more like a romantic thing. And the, and, the more, and the better she is at being, you know, affectionate towards you and kissing and hugging and all those things, you know, the better it makes the whole, the whole experience
1: right so because the fantasy really is that you're not paying this girl to fuck you this girl wants to fuck you
2: right right
1: right and right. anything that takes and away I from that I it ruins that fantasy her,
2: i do all i can to make her have a good time you know i mm-hmm. give them for a massage and as i say i like to do oral sex on her and hopefully make her have an orgasm and uh, but don't I'm they just, have? I
1: mean, isn't it a part of their job, like to like fake it, even if they're not having one? I mean, do you actually well, you, encounter no, prostitutes you, that act like they don't have orgasms?
2: Well, you can tell pretty well if yes. a woman is faking it. You know, after with some experience, because one of the the main reason why is because when a woman has an orgasm, she has involuntary yeah uh
3: physical
2: mm-hmm. reaction you mm-hmm. know like twitching or um that sort of thing convulsions that yes. sort of thing and those things really can't be faked i've had women go you know moaning loudly but there's no physical uh you know loss of control it, an yeah. orgasm some loss of control so so you know, I, I, I think I can tell pretty well if a woman is faking or not. And and when they do fake it, I, I say don't fake it.
1: Right. I say it. You call it because you really want them to have an orgasm. You know what the other tell is, Charles, that I always tell guys, because I know it for myself. I'm a woman and I know, is that your nipples, a girl's nipples will get so hard and erect right when they cut. Because like, all the nerves, you know what I mean? It's it, so you could always tell by their nipples. If they're not really hard, as hard as they well, can I get.
2: Do, I like to... I do like to caress her breasts while I'm doing oral sex on her. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll put lube on her breasts. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel, I think, better.
1: Right. But I'm just Uh, saying, when she's orgasming, the minute she does, those nipples go hard no matter what. And that's how you could always tell, for sure. That's another tell, besides the twitching. Because sometimes you could fake that shit, too. Trust me. But um, Uh, I would assume, though, that a prostitute... I guess, I mean, they try to fake it, but you're so good because you've been... You know, right? That there, because I wouldn't well, say that. I I, that's know. Like a deal I don't breaker. want
2: to. I don't present myself as all knowing, but I think I can tell pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, but most of the time, you feel like they really come.
2: Um, sometimes they don't seem to, and what I do is I just keep trying to lick her, and you know, I lick her. I try different ways, like higher and lower mm-hmm. and fast slower and harder and softer, you know, and try to feel her physical reactions and hopefully get her there. But if if she doesn't really seem to be getting any closer, I just have to give up, you know, like five to 10 minutes or so. And, you know, if it's not getting anywhere, I just have to stop and, you know, go on to getting my own pleasure.
1: Right. And then you, all of these girls, you could have sex with them too, right? Like, I mean, it's not just oral for 300 bucks, right?
2: What I like to do, because I don't like to come in a condom, but usually I'll go down on her, and then I will ask her to put the condom on, and I'll have sex with her, you know, missionary and doggy or, or that sort of thing, and then before I get to the point of climax, I'll stop and take, take the condom off mm-hmm. and finish in her mouth.
1: Right, okay. And do most of and, them swallow?
2: No, most of them spit it out.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Most of them
2: spit it out. Uh-huh. And I also like like come play like snowballing.
1: What's that? And I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? I mean, I could imagine, so but what is snowballing? snowballing?
2: Is Snowballing is when you come in a girl's mouth and then you kiss and kind of exchange it back and forth.
1: Oh, that's so, you know, I once had a jizz pull, <laughs> a jizz quiz on my podcast because me and somebody were talking about how, I think it was with my co-host, about how guys are so, normally guys are so freaked out after you blow them, if you swallow, to make out with them. They they won't do it, you know, and I remember doing oh, it. I like that. You,
2: not only do and- you
1: like it, you want the jizz, you want your own jizz back in your mouth.
2: Yeah, yeah, I frankly do, and um, if a girl, you know, as soon as I come, jumps up and runs into the bathroom to wash her mouth out, as many of them do, yeah. it's <laughs> so a negative bad. to me. Of that's course. A, that's, you want them to stay, you know.
1: Yeah, and the yeah. snowball, so do have you snowballed with some of these prostitutes?
2: In front of them or with them? Yeah, no, with them, yeah.
1: yeah. With, yeah. Like they, they swallow? And they will,
2: I do mm-hmm. yeah. Whenever they will do it, I do it, yeah. And now let me
1: ask you this, because some people would think, I think some guys are so freaked out by their own cum because they think that that makes them gay or bi or whatever. Do you have any bisexual tendencies or are you totally straight?
2: I'm totally straight.
1: Right. So it's not about you wanting like like a, it's not about a, it's not a gay thing, really. It's just like a oh, sex thing. Oh, I don't want thing.
2: to taste another guys come.
1: Right. But yours, you do. I think that's cool of you yeah, to be is, open-minded for that. I think that that's like pretty open-minded for you. And I think that that's cool. Well, so many guys are so closed off to that. They're so freaked out.
2: Another thing about this activity, you know, of seeing sex workers is it's allowed my own sexuality and preferences to evolve.
3: And, you know, four or
2: five years ago, I didn't think about doing that. But as time goes by you know i think of new things that i want to do and try and you know my. Right, you're not going to be judged free. you don't have
1: to worry about being yeah. you don't have to worry about being judged i have a lot of guys that call up this podcast and they tell me like shit that they do and they talk about how they don't know how to bring that into their real relationship and they're cheating on the side you know because they're afraid of being judged or their girl freaking out because they find out about what they're really into you know and they're right yeah. to be yeah. that way because a lot of people do get freaked out by certain things you know and some people it's like hard everyone takes sex a little too seriously and people get pretty judgmental about certain things and some buddy some woman might be freaked out if you want to swallow your own jizz and be like oh my god you're gay like you don't know right so it's like I think a lot of people both men and women keep a lot of their fantasies as fantasies and they don't you know open up to their partners no matter how right. long they've been with them they keep a part right. of that, that part of themselves hidden be- in fear of being rejected but i guess if you're exactly. with prostitutes you don't have to worry about that
2: so well not only that okay. but at this point in my life if i would have a real relationship i would not i would want it to be no holds barred and i would want to do the whole menu of things and even get into new things that i haven't tried you mm-hmm. know otherwise i wouldn't I would probably wouldn't continue the relationship.
1: Right, because now that you've experienced being open and free and that it's so much better than sort of repressing it, right?
2: Yeah, especially at this time in my life because, you know, I didn't have a good sex life for most of my life. And now this is like a renaissance of life. I
1: think that's great.
2: Better late than never, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't think of prostitutes earlier. How come? Is it that you didn't have the cash? I
2: did did have a couple of experiences, but one one reason was that um, financially I couldn't afford it. I had to get older before I got into a Mm -hmm. financial position to do it. And I think also having the internet available, you know, to get information and advertising is a huge advantage in in
3: that.
1: Right, because you could also play, you could remain much more anonymously now, like you know, and find people and everything without having to really put yourself out there, and you know, and to
2: know what you're, to know what you're getting into, mm-hmm. you know, rather than like pick up a street walker who knows what oh yeah gonna... right
1: if i think about it like what was going on 20 years ago like how did you right you picked up somebody off the side of the street and you could have been a cop right. you know you really don't know uh, do you ever get afraid like on these sites because prostitution is illegal right like i right. always think like is it bad for me to even be talking about it i don't know but like these well, sites like how do they book, do it so that it's not illegal question,
2: but but these Agencies and providers advertise pretty openly. They don't discuss specific acts, and they put disclaimers on that say any consideration exchanged is just for companionship
3: mm-hmm.
2: and any services, anything further is just a private matter between the individuals or something like that. Um, and the, the law enforcement seems to take the approach that no harm, no foul, unless somebody complains about these, like, you know, my neighbors have all these uh, people coming and going at all hours, and I'm hearing noises or something like that. They seem to uh, just neglect it. I don't know if law enforcement doesn't have enough money to pursue victimless crimes, you know, or whether consciously decide, you know, we're not going to bother this, but... There doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, crackdowns on this.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, because you've been using. And now, do you live in an apartment building or a house? Like, do your neighbors see these girls coming in and out of your place?
3: I,
2: I always go in calls, which means I go to their apartment.
1: Oh, they let guys yeah, come to their apartment?
2: Oh, once or twice. Uh, Yeah, you go, the agencies rent condos in regular condo developments,
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: you just kind of go there and you text, you know, I'm here now, and then they say, okay, you can go in now, and she's waiting at the door, so, you know, it's all very smooth, and it's nice, at the price level, it's nice, nice apartments, they're not dirty or, you know, low-class apartments at all, it's a a nice environment, everything is, is nice.
1: And like you never see guys walking out right before you, right? Or like you're coming well, they, out and there's a guy they, waiting to come in. <laughs> they,
2: space, they space them out enough. Although once I did meet a guy walking out of a massage parlor that right. I was walking into, I would have been okay with bumping fists with him, but he seemed embarrassed. So.
1: <laughs> do you do the massage things too? Like the happy ending places too every now and then? Just because it's no, cheaper? No, not
2: anymore. Not anymore. It's too much of a, of a crapshoot. I want you know, everything. I want the maximum service I can get and I'd rather pay pay and know at least you know, that I'm going to get what I described for the 300 an hour than take a chance with the, the
1: lower right. level. And let yeah. me ask you this, have you ever developed any real relationships with any of these girls? Like, do you use the same girl uh, often and uh, become friends with yeah. anyone?
2: Yeah, I don't think down on these providers at all and I would like I've met many that I would like to date. Usually in the agencies, they rotate every couple of weeks. So they're like on tour all the time. And when they're here, they have to work every day from 10 to 10. Mm-hmm. So usually not possible. Um, there was one provider who I, who was a super, like the best I ever had at that point at that time. And I did date her about five or six times. And, when we went out we went out to dinner and then she came over and spent the whole night with me so it went pretty well but a couple problems came up so i stopped seeing her eventually but it was uh, it was nice
1: what happened eventually what happened what were the problems
2: um one thing was she asked me for money after staying overnight you know which i i really didn't want it to be that way i wanted her to do it cuz she liked me mm-hmm. and that kind of I gave her the money, but then that was the last time I saw her. Right. right. Uh, And then another thing was I had made a date to see her, and she broke the date. And she really didn't give me much of a reason why, and she didn't say, well, like, I could see you next week or anything like that. Mm
1: -hmm. And I didn't
2: like that either, so I, I haven't seen her since then.
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck her. I mean, yeah, you don't listen. Like, I think you when you approach it, like you said before, where this is something that you get, you you, you know, you know that you're paying for it. But on some level, you want to go in and get what you have, what you want, not deal with rejection or any of the nonsense that you used to have to deal with when you were like dating real women. Right. So if yeah. you go there with prostitutes, I feel like you're going to have even more of that shit, you know, because A lot of times, and I'm not saying this is a total hundred percent rule, but like a lot of times women that are doing that are a a little unstable or maybe have this kind of issues. I don't know that, you know, they might not be the total, you know, the best women to rely on, to be punctual, to be (laughs) about
2: their lives and so Mm -hmm. forth. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't gotten any impression that any of them were like trafficked or doing it against their will that's
1: good to know uh-huh some
2: seem to do it uh at least you know at the upper price lows seem to do it just because they want the money basically it's an easy way for them to make a lot of money
1: Right, exactly. And then how, like, since it is the, there's that fantasy of it not being about money, because it is timed, right? And that girl's giving you an hour for this amount of money. Like, how does it come about that they leave? Or like watching a clock, do they have an alarm on or do they eventually, like, that?
2: They usually have a clock on the table, mm-hmm. on the dresser.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, some of them watch the clock more than others. Mm-hmm. And if, Don't watch the clock. Of course, that's an advantage, and sometimes you can run overtime a bit. Mm -hmm. But, however, in the agencies, they're pretty tightly scheduled. Like, I think they've got 15 minutes or a half hour between appointments, and they sort of, since they're working for a boss, you know, Mm -hmm. in an eight, they kind of have to watch the clock to some extent.
1: Right. Now, none of these girls have ever, like— sort of said hey let's do this outside the agency and you could pay me like straight up and then instead of going to the you know they'd make more money
2: they haven't really suggested that to me i suggested that to some of them and mm-hmm. um it hasn't i haven't had met with too much success right even to, <laughs> don't want me what was that even prostitutes don't want me.
1: Oh my God, Charles! Stop! Listen, you. Uh,
2: Self pity time.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get let's get to my difficult podcast questions. On a scale of one to ten, what would you? What are you? For real, I don't know what oh, anyone I looks you're like. Yeah, yeah. I ask everybody. Uh,
2: in my opinion, I'm about, I guess, a five. But I think women see me as lower than that. I mean, like, well,
1: because I... it's how... Listen, women see men. Okay, and I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. Like, you know, I have dated... I've dated all kinds of looking guys. Women aren't wired to like men because of their looks. So you could be a four as a guy and you could be a cocky, confident douchebag and get the hottest chicks because you're a confident, cocky douchebag. Do you understand? Women are more attracted to like the way a man carries himself and how funny he is and how confident he is and that power kind of a thing, right? So I don't think it's it's so much the five in you that is the turnoff to women. It's more so your view of yourself. You don't seem to have that good – and I don't know if that's come over time. It's just like you just sort of – see yourself that way because of you've tried so many times and you've been rejected and you know, or maybe you always felt that way about yourself, but you have sort of a perception of yourself as being not great with women, you know, kind of like no girl wants to be with you, not even prostitutes. Like when I hear people say stuff about themselves, it sounds like you have like, you don't think that highly of yourself. So what, so that's going to come across to a woman. Do you understand? For sure.
2: Well, I, I, don't have trouble with casual conversations and a lot of women seem to be willing to be friends with me Mm -hmm. you know and the just for casual conversation and whatnot but however um many times I've had the experience of you know I'll try to turn things Mm -hmm. in a romantic direction by trying to kiss her or something like that and they're just like Oh, man, you've got the wrong idea here.
1: <laughs> but, maybe, but maybe that's because you do. Like, maybe you read situations wrong, but that's just a matter of sort of figuring out the game, right? I mean, that stuff could be changed, you know? Sometimes I think some guys are maybe a little bit awkward or they read women the wrong way, but that's something that's, like, learned, I think. I mean, that could really switch around. I don't know, where do you, like, in your life now that you're not working, you don't really have that many friends, you're retired, right? You, you get your action from prostitutes so you don't really have the need to go out and meet women. But where do you socialize, and like, what do you? Uh,
2: I socialize mostly at meetup groups, uh-huh. mostly around um, Korean, Korean and American friendship groups.
1: What about those things? Okay, and I <laughs> this is really terrible. I, I sometimes I think I say really crazy things on my podcast that people think is I'm out of my fucking mind. But I'm just going to throw this out there. Where what about those like catalogs where like you could go and buy people like I know that Russian girls are in catalogs and people like purchase them as wives and stuff like I mean I know that that thing goes down right and I definitely know it goes down with Asian women where you could basically go and sort of get a woman to be a lot more than a prostitute for you like she could be your wife or your girlfriend because they want to come to this country so you could go and get one right isn't that a thing
2: I don't I've heard about that in the pre internet days but I don't really know if that still goes on, I don't Oh,
1: yeah, please. If they want, if some girl wants to come to America and be American, absolutely, it goes down.
2: Well, I wouldn't like make a commitment without meeting her first. Oh,
1: yeah, so, we forgot about Charles has commitment issues. <laughs> you don't want the, you probably don't want the girl to be your wife or whatever. Well, that's you know?
2: what they call a mail order bride, yeah, right? Uh-huh, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Well to me that would be a huge risk, you know.
1: Right. That's too much.
2: But for so many reasons <laughs> we might <be> compatible.
1: <laughs> no, listen, I, I get why. Um it would I need
2: to meet a woman and hang out with her, you know, and take my time to know whether I want her as a girlfriend or not.
1: Mm-hmm. But you've had women that you've like hung around and been friends with and then you go in for the move and they're like, What the fuck? Like this is you're so wrong, like and I mean Yeah. And, exactly. And for exactly. you, it was like you believed that they were totally into you?
2: No. You know, there's a lot of body language yes. and subtle cues mm-hmm. that people give off. And, you know, if a woman is interested in you, she'll usually show it mm-hmm. in some way touching you or, or you know, for sure. eye contact the way she talks, that sort of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I rarely get those kinds of cues. And there are some women who maybe are not so demonstrative mm-hmm. or a little harder to read. Yeah. And, you know, in those cases, uh, I might take a risk and try touching her.
3: Mm-hmm. But, you
2: know, i come up with disastrous results like... <laughs> woman I met with about more than ten times, like about twelve to fifteen times and we had lunch together and everything and um, she was married mm-hmm. but um, i I finally got up the nerve to touch her and she said what are you doing? And she got out of my car and she would never speak to me again. She never would. Wait a second.
1: Let me get the backstory to see who's whether she's just a bitch at a, a tease or you really read the situation wrong. I need backstory on that situation. Where did you meet her?
2: I met her at a meetup, a Korean meetup. She was a Korean woman.
1: Okay, and then how did you, like that, you said you hung out with her like 12 times. The first initial time, like what did you do? Ask for her number, and then um, you asked her out for coffee? Like how did that, how did you guys start well, hanging out?
2: What we started hanging out doing was what we call language exchange, mm-hmm. where we speak in English for an hour and then in Korean for an hour. and We use like textbooks and exercises mm-hmm. to study together basically that's what we did and then we went out to lunch a couple of times and and i was feeling like you know maybe she was
1: but uh, would she talk to you about her husband like what would she ask you about your relationship status or anything like that a
2: little bit a little bit not a lot at one time she said what was it i think she said i like my husband but i don't love him right and that That encouraged me actually to think that, you know, maybe she might be open.
1: Totally. Yeah, that could maybe be a lead into something. I absolutely, listen, that could go either way. She could have just been saying that because that's how she really felt and she was being honest, or she could have just been sort of letting you know in a passive aggressive way that, hey, I'm married, but I'm open to, you know, something possibly happening here so you know you read her the wrong way I still don't know I don't have enough information to know whether you just completely read it the wrong way or she was teased because sometimes like women will lead guys on I think maybe not even knowingly but in a way because they're getting something out of it too but they don't want it to sort of go any further right and then when the guy sort of is like okay let's fuck she's like what are you talking about it's like well why would you sort of get that involved with a guy you know because that's of course where a guy is going to want to take the relationship you know so sometimes a woman has to take responsibility for it or I mean if you know guys at all you know that most of the time if a guy is like putting in all that time with a woman a lot of times it's because he's hoping to get laid I mean not to say that there are not real just friendships between men and women I have many friends that are guys that I don't fuck, right? But when it's a new person, you know, on some level, you either really have to make it clear that you're not interested in the guy or, you know, or if you're not going to make it clear, then you have to know that he might reach over and try for something. And if he does and you're not interested, you don't get out of his car and never talk to him again. Like, that's so rude, you know. <laughs> like, you that's could just far. say, hey, dude, you know what, I'm not really into that. I'm so totally sorry. Like, you know, but if you're taking her out, like, were you paying for all your lunches and stuff? Um,
2: No, she would pay sometimes. I would. I was happy to pick up the tab, but sometimes she would offer to pay too, and that was fine. I accepted that.
1: Right. Okay. But I just think that you know, I mean, she didn't have to be so dramatic about it. Like you could have, con- she could have continued being friends. It's like, and that's not like a a guy's going to try to do that because that's just like what guys do. Like you were attracted to her. It was like a compliment. I mean, I'm sure if she said she said no, you would never uh, try to you know make a move on her again, right? Like, would you have one, yeah. you know right?
2: Right, I could accept that,
1: you know. Right, so I think she's a bitch anyway. <laughs> Just because of the way she reacted. Do you know what I mean? To get out of your car and never talk to you again. I mean, this is ridiculous, you know. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like, you're a guy. I don't care that she's married. She was, like, telling you she doesn't even love her husband. She's out hanging out with you. She's at meetup groups opening herself up. Like, you know, you thought maybe she was into it, and why wouldn't you? Right? Like, seriously. Um, I think that that's like dumb, but I mean, besides that, have you met any girls recently like outside of the prostitutes? Have you any desire to have a real, you did say in the beginning that you've never been married, but you're still open to it and you're very fulfilled. I know physically and even in a way emotionally with your prostitutes, but do you have any part of you that desires a real relationship with a woman that, you know, you don't pay for and whatever. Uh, Do you have any desire for that?
2: Yes, I do wish for that, and I ask women out all the time, you know, hoping to go in that direction.
1: And what happens?
2: Well, sometimes they say no, mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll go out. But as I say, it's just you know on a friendship basis. No, uh, right,
1: but I mean, do you let it? Do you let them know when you're asking them out? Like, how about this? Have you ever done any? Because you, now you you're, you know you're online doing prostitutes. Have you ever been online dating websites? I'm assuming you have.
2: Yes, I've tried all kinds, and including mostly OKCupid recently. I answered a woman's profile. I sent a message about a week ago on OKCupid, mm-hmm. but it didn't respond to
3: me.
1: Well, listen, on those kind of websites, first of all, that's a type of thing where it's a numbers game. Okay, um, you have to email like 50 women to get like probably two dates like that's just the way yeah. that it goes and I know that some people get like so I've had to manage friends okcupid accounts or match.com accounts because they get so freaked out by the rejection that goes on in the list. and I don't understand that because who gives a fuck if somebody that you never met in person that's reading sentences that you say looking at old pictures of yourself like they don't want to go out with you like there could be a million reasons why like to me it's rejection after you've gone out with the person two times and they never call you again that means they don't like you okay but Big deal, but when somebody I'm... doesn't even met you, like who cares if nobody responds to your things? I don't get that, but I know that a lot of people get freaked out with online dating because they feel like they're being rejected when people don't write back or they just disappear. But like, th- it's a different ball game and it's a different rules and there's different ways. Like you're not being rejected if people don't email you back. You're just like I didn't wouldn't email back hundreds of guys on. On OKCupid, okay and there's no rhyme or reason to it because most of the time it's uncomfortable. You're like it's like a really weird way to date and meet people. I would have to force myself to go out with people with online dating, and I think I did it like once. And the podcast doctor guy, he I met him on OKCupid, okay and um, but it's very hard for me, and it's hard for a lot of people to just go out and meet a total stranger. So I suggest trying to keep with the online dating because at least with online dating. You know, you're not going to get this bullshit with, the, like, the, a woman walking out of the car, like, horrified that you tried to touch her. Because everybody knows what you're meaning for. You're meaning to potentially hook up and date, right? You're both looking for love, right? So That's on, what it's about.
2: It, on OkCupid, okay you do state what you're looking for. There are these different categories. I know.
1: Please don't tell me that you put casual sex as one of no. your categories. Oh. Do you? Did I put casual sex? Yeah.
2: Um... I- I don't think so. I probably put relationship just because, you know, I didn't want a woman to be turned off.
1: Yeah, don't, because I'm going to tell you what, what, because my girlfriends are on there. I don't date right now because of my situation. I'm having a baby in December, so I'm not available. But I have girlfriends that are on there, and I help them with their accounts. And let me tell you, we always look to see what, and any guy that puts on there that he's looking for casual sex, like, please. We all know, okay, listen, we all know that that's basically what a guy is looking for, okay? Like that's just a fucking giving because you're a man with a cock, right? You don't yeah. need to say it. So the guys that say it, I think it's such, it just says so much about them and it's a complete turn off. And most women, if they have half a brain, would never email those guys. So you never put it on there because like I said, we all know that you'd love to have casual sex with a woman and never let it get messy and have her just like, you know, be great that way. But you yeah. don't you don't want to put it you want to put long term relationship friends any of the other stuff is fine you know and this fine. is the other thing that i suggest for people with online dating Um, less is more. The less you say, the less someone could pick apart. Do you understand? Because women and men do the same thing online. They read and people that put so much stuff, I don't care if everything you say is great. If you have one sentence in there that I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I delete you. And that's the way everyone does business, right? So the less you say on there, the better because it's the less that they could get turned off for it right? So none of that, uh, I like to walk on the beach and I pack up a suitcase at any time and take you flying and all that shit is bullshit. Just say one sentence in each section and then go email 50 women and you're going to start dating. I'd love to see you have like a relationship with a, I think it would be really good for your self-esteem. I really think it would be a game changer for you to get even one woman yourself. I think it would start to try and It would start to change your perception of yourself. I think you're in such a rut and you have been your whole life, right? With women sort of failing that if you, now that you have more confident, I think actually being with prostitutes has made you more confident in a way right it's made you more open sexually it's made you feel like you have control in that sense that maybe you could take that confidence that you've got from you know prostitutes and use it to have real relationships with real women that you just have to pay for the date. And one thing, if you take a girl out on Okay, Cupid, never if she ref- like ex- like says she'll pay, you always pay. Then the girl knows that this guy means business. Like I, that's what I believe in. And I was on a podcast and had a big argument about that. But don't ever let well, a girl would, pay for her, her own self on a I date. I would
2: always I would always offer to pay except in the situation where I knew I really didn't care to see her again. No, but with the Korean
1: girl, you liked her and you let her pick up the tab. So that's where, like, that's where she could be like, oh, we were just friends because I paid. Like, I wouldn't think if some guy's trying to get down my pants and and I'm paying half the bill, I don't think he's trying to get down my pants because I think, like, if you want to get down my pants, you should be acting like a man and pick up the tab. And I'm telling you, I know some people are so fucking horrified by me saying that right now because men go mental when women say stuff like that. But I'm old school and that's what I believe. So I'm yeah. just giving you advice. Pick up the tab. A prostitute costs you 300 bucks, right? How much is a date going to cost you? Not that much. And maybe you could get an actual relationship and some practice with becoming more intimate with a woman in real life. And that doesn't mean that you're ever going to wind up with a, a woman living in your house for 20 years and you're going to get bored of that. You know, take it day by day. Maybe you wind up in another long-term relationship. I know for a fact that seniors are having the most sex out there okay you're not the only one at your age that's sort of experiencing like a a freedom sexually i think a lot of older people do Um, they say, and I've said this on my podcast before that the place with the biggest STDs is like this old age community down in Florida. There's so many STDs. They're all getting like herpes and shit because they're all going crazy, fucking each other. Like for sure. You know? So I think that there's women in your age range out there that would totally be down to having like, you could have great sex, you could have companionship. I mean, but you're not going to get a 20-year-old at 63. I hope that that's not what you would be looking for in OkCupid. Okay what was your age range on OkCupid?
2: Okay I think up to 50 or so.
1: But what was it starting at?
2: Oh, 25 or so. Oh, I mean, my I've,
1: God. Charles. Have, oh, my God. I don't God. have
2: a bottom limit <laughs> unless... Charles, a,
1: stop. Too. Okay, listen. No,
2: I do, I do like younger women, but I like middle-aged women, too. It's Just the grandmotherly type, you know, is... A, I'm not interested
1: in Of course the- cuz that's not sexy. Okay, but listen to me. Women also, and I don't know, I'm like acting like every woman is like me, but I'm just going to tell you what I think. I the besides the thing where people put on those websites oh what they're into and I look for that casual sex, I love to look at men's age range. And when I see 50-year-old men and you're not even 50 or 63. When I see men over that age looking for girls in their 20s, even if that means I know like you you're saying it like I'm open, like I'll date a 25-year-old or a 50-year-old. You know, it it's a turnoff to women. No 50-year-old woman wants to go out with a man that's possibly going out with a 25-year-old the day before cuz she's not going to feel good about herself. She wants to date a guy that's age range is like four. Your age range should be 40 to 55, okay? And then you're going to get bitches. And let me tell you, nowadays... I look great and I'm 46. Okay. There are women in their 40s and 50s that look amazing now. It's a very different time. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there for women to look good. Women take, you know, they don't look like they did at 50 years old now. Right. So stop with the 25 year olds. Fuck them for $300. You're not going to get a 25 year old unless you use one of those catalogs. In real life, you're more likely to get a 55 year old or someone, but a 55 year old could be totally hot and sexy. Okay, they look Uh great for their age now. So change that age range. It's a turnoff for women. And you're not going to get older women. You're not going to get 25-year-olds to go out with you on OkCupid. Okay, they're just not going to – it's not going to happen. Um, you're more likely to get the older women and, uh, you need to, you know, fish in your pond and that's older women, but that doesn't mean that you're not, you're going to get like a, a school marm. You know what I mean? Like there are hot 50 something year old out there with hot bodies that are really into sex that have been married. They have kids and they want to go out and date and do a lot of things and you can have a lot of fun with them, but you got to change that age range. Cause that's a turnoff to women. No woman there and women look at all those things.
2: Okay, I'll
1: try that. Yeah, try it. Change your age. Like I said, it should be 45 to 60. Now I'm changing it. It should be way older. It just really needs to be. And like I said, I'm not saying stop the prostitution. you got that covered, right? Like that's the great thing about you right now is like you figured out how to satisfy yourself like physically and emotionally to some extent, right? By paying for sex and using prostitutes. And it's very fulfilling to you. You've been doing it for a couple of years and you sound completely... 100% 100% satisfied with it like and and into it. So it's not like it's getting boring for you or anything like that, right?
2: Oh no, it's not boring. It's like it's the best hour of my week and I yeah. look forward and count the days until I can do it again.
1: Yeah, I think that that's great, right? But I think because you have this other part of you that still thinks maybe you could have a relationship or maybe you could get involved with somebody, you know, as long as you're still alive or maybe you'll, you know, deal with your commitment issues. I always believe that as long as you're alive, I don't care how fucking old you are, you could change and you could be working on yourself, and you should be. That's to me what we're alive for. You know, even if you're 70 years old, you're still alive because you're still learning things and experiencing things, and you should be pushing yourself out of your comfort zone to grow and change as a person. So, I think even though you're 63 and you're at a place where you have it down and you got that taken care of, and you're like happier than you've ever been, you still should t- try to. You know, work on that part of yourself that is not good with women and try to fix that and be better. And that's I a matter that's of really just hard. having the experience but not doing the same thing and, you know, being rejected.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's good advice and I will take it to heart.
1: Yeah, I would hope that for you. I would love to see you go on some dates and change. I hate when people say negative things about themselves. I had a guy on, I mean, you're 63. I had a guy on the other day, Vincent. Listen to his podcast, okay? He's t- He was like this young kid. And in the podcast, he just said so many terrible things about himself. So he was just constantly putting himself down. And even when people say it as a joke or they say it in a way, it's like it's sad to me because it's, um, it's not – it it's you should feel better about yourself do you know what I mean and it's not yeah. a, a good way to go through life and I think that self-esteem can be changed and that perception of yourself needs to be changed um, and uh-huh. you would be a lot happier there's no reason to throw in the towel with getting real women there really isn't especially because listen I would say I wouldn't even be talking like this if you were like I don't care about real women like I have prostitutes I'm totally happy totally fulfilled and I have no desire never wanted to like you don't have that conviction you're kind of you still you have that part of you that wants to change I believe and you have to listen to that side of yourself too just like you took care of the side of you that wanted to fuck Asian women and you figured out how to solve that problem and you got that down. You should pay attention to that other part of you and try to figure out how to please that side of you. Mm-hmm. Just forget the meetup groups, okay? To for meeting women. Seriously. I mean you never know it'll happen there or anything, but it's too wishy washy and you don't want to make a you don't want to make a play for another woman and her get out of your car. That's so rude. And there's no reason to ever put yourself in a position to be treated like such a piece of garbage like that. It's not good for your self esteem. It wasn't nice how she treated you, and there's no reason for you to have to go through that. So if you go out on an OkCupid date or like a match.com date, it's never going to end that way because you both know that you're going out on a date, right? So make sure when you try to meet women that you're doing it on the dating websites. That's what everybody does nowadays. Everybody's on there. That's how everyone dates. It's a great way to meet people. Don't worry about women not writing you back. Most people will not write you back. Change those things. Like I said, say one sentence in each section, less is more, don't give out too much information about yourself and um, change your age range to be more realistic. Okay. Okay. I knew we'd go in a different direction a little bit with you because of the uh-huh. stuff that you send in the beginning. But that to me is what's always so interesting, right? Um, and maybe we lost some people because they just want to hear about prostitutes. But for me, I always like to go deeper because I think, you know, human beings are so fascinating to me and I you know I think uh your story was great and I would love to hear back from you more so to find out if if and when because I hope it's just a matter of time that you actually meet a real girl and how that goes down
2: well I appreciate the advice I think it's good advice and I will take it to heart
1: okay Charles thanks so much for calling in and thanks so much for listening to my show
2: Kathy is it okay if I just give some parting words to your listeners
1: yeah, actually, that's. I should probably always ask my callers to get some parting words. I never do that. But yeah, let's do some parting words.
2: Yeah, well, my advice is, if you have sexual desires, find a way to express them. Because mm-hmm. for many years, I had an unsatisfying sex life. And at, at a time when many guys were hanging up, I was able to find ways to express myself and found that I could do things that I always wanted to do and do things I never even thought about doing,
1: mm-hmm.
2: well, and it made you did, feel better
1: about yourself, right?
2: Yeah, it made me feel better about myself, and it didn't solve my other problems, but I feel I feel better because of it. So I advise everybody um, to express your your desires and don't suppress them.
1: You know what I say is, let your freak flag fly, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right?
2: Exactly as you would.
1: right and and you're here to say is even if you're like you know in your later years right it's never too late and I think that that is great parting words and I think the most important part of your statement because a lot of people maybe would do that but like you're somebody that didn't feel really good about yourself and it actually helped you feel better about yourself and I think that that's really important and you know could be really helpful for somebody else to hear that actually being more of yourself and letting that side of you that maybe you were suppressing because you were afraid that people would judge you actually when you express that and you become more of yourself that you feel better about yourself and it's actually a good thing not a bad thing exactly thanks for the parting words I've never had someone do parting words I like it it was good
2: okay thanks Thanks again for calling in take care Bye.
3: Bye bye